Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. What is a season? Should I have seasons? How long should each season be? How long of a break should I have between seasons? These are all questions I've heard, and these are all questions that I am going to answer for you today. So here we go. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 podcaster. Back for another episode of Podcast Better. Today, we are talking all about seasons. I have a feeling most of you are familiar with the idea of seasons. Even if not in podcasting, you should be familiar with them from TV series. That's really where we borrow them from. The idea for TV shows would be they are on for one season and then off for another season. Personally, I've never really liked the use of the word season because we already use it for spring, summer, fall, winter. And when they started using it for TV series, in the olden days at least, it typically meant like 26 weeks would be like a full season. I suppose maybe behind the scenes, they they broke that up into two halves, and so it flowed better with each actual calendar season or something like that. But from the, the viewer's perspective, it was roughly 26 weeks. Nowadays, with some shows, they do have smaller seasons, shorter seasons that are only 10 episodes or 13 episodes or something like that. So it's a little bit closer, but still... It's not my favorite use of the word seasons. In any case, that's what we're talking about today with regard to podcasting. And I'll start off by saying seasons are never necessary. They can be convenient, but they are never necessary. Personally, I never expected that I would have a show that utilized seasons in any form or fashion. And in a sense, I still don't. I am on some shows that have seasons or use seasons, but I'm not in charge of those shows. And while seasons are not necessarily my personal preference, I have seen them used very successfully. And I think there are some times when it makes perfect sense to use seasons. That's just not the type of shows that I tend to put out. So to answer the first question, what is a season? Like I said, it's basically like a television series where you are 
on releasing new episodes for a set number of time, and then you will take a break. However, in today's world, people have very short attention spans. And with the internet being what it is, having so many options and distractions, taking a break is not necessarily something you want to give your listeners the option to do. So when it comes to podcasts, I do not recommend that you treat seasons the same way a television show would treat seasons. A big question that comes up with new podcasters that I haven't really touched on much yet, but I plan to in the future, is how often should I release an episode? And there are a lot of factors that can go into that, and that's why I plan to talk about that separately. But the one overarching theme, consistency is king. When it comes to podcasting, if you want to grow your audience and retain your audience, the most important thing is consistency. Like I said, this is the internet. There are so many distractions, so many other options for your listeners to take advantage of to divide their attention that if you aren't able to build yourself into their routine and stay there consistently, you could be lost forever. Now, that may sound a little overdramatic, and it probably is, but my point is that if you want to become a part of your listeners' lives, you should do so on a regular basis. That can be once a day, once a week, once a month. Whatever you choose, stick to it. And that's why I feel even if you are planning to use seasons in some form or fashion, I don't recommend leaving breaks in between. That's honestly the number one reason I hear people inquiring about seasons. It's like, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I need to take a break. I'm thinking about ending this season and starting a new one. How long of a break can I take in between seasons? And I think that's going about it all wrong. If I'm going to use seasons, I'm going to use seasons to subdivide my content, not give myself a break, and not give your listeners a break. There are things you can do, and I'll touch on them briefly in a moment, to help your processes along and give yourself a break. But I think the the important idea I want to put in your mind today is use seasons to subdivide your content, not to give yourself a break. So if you look at the big name podcasts out there that use seasons, there are probably some exceptions to this, but the majority of them are going to use seasons to break up different topics that they're talking about or different stories that they're telling. If you're in a storytelling type of podcast, if if you're releasing a new chapter each week and you get to the end of the book or the end of the story, then season two can be a new book, a new topic, a new story. That makes sense. That's that's a good division. You want to separate the content that you were talking about from the content that you're going to be talking about. And the easiest way to do that in podcasting is with seasons. That makes sense. I've seen it in the sports podcasting world. Seasons are built into sports already. So it could make sense that for each new season, each new year, within whatever sport you're following you create a new season of your podcast. That's one way to do it. It's not necessary. I've seen it done without seasons, but it's also a natural break. Because then when you refer to last season, you're not only referring to last season of the team you're talking about, but also the last season of your podcast. And so you could make this work with any 
topic or any niche that you're podcasting about. However, I would recommend if you are planning to break up into seasons, decide this as soon as possible because then you can plan ahead and say, season one, this is our big overarching topic, our overarching storyline. This is what we're going to focus on in season one. So you can cover all the subtopics within that larger topic. And then when you move on to season two, it's a whole new topic with a whole new set of subtopics because that makes it that much easier to advertise then too. You can kind of title season one with whatever topic you're talking about. And then upcoming season two, we're going to be talking about this topic. Granted, they're probably going to be related topics, but it is a way for you to break things up. It is a way for you to separate your content. Now, I mentioned before that people often want to use seasons to give themselves a break. And I understand podcasting can be a lot. And if you're on the hamster wheel week after week, chasing down guests and recording and editing and doing all this stuff week after week after week and never getting ahead, it can be tiresome. Like we talked about back in episode eight with Brent. That's why I feel it's so important to figure out the editing and producing processes that you use to lighten the load there as much as possible so that you don't get burned out on the rest of your journey. So what do I recommend? I recommend that you batch record, you batch edit, you batch all of your processes as much as possible. I know a few of the top podcasters out there spend one, maybe two days a month recording their podcasts. They have everything planned out ahead of time. They know what topics they're going to talk about. They should have their guests lined up. And so near the beginning of the month, they have one day set aside where they go through and just record everything. Now, if it's the really big podcasters, their their journey ends there and they get to hand off their episodes to their editors. They take care of the rest. They have a team that handles everything else. But even if they don't, they may spend one day recording all of their episodes for the month. Then the following day or another day that week or something, editing all of the episodes for that month, and then they're done. Yes, there is some promotion stuff that needs to happen throughout the month, but you're not sitting there on the hamster wheel running, 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 round and round and round and never getting anywhere. You spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the month, you get everything planned out, you batch record, you batch edit, you're done for the month, you can go back to the rest of your business. You can go back to having fun. You can go back to finding new guests. You can go back to brainstorming new ideas. You can go back to the fun stuff. And so even if it takes you a week, get all of your recording and editing done for the month in the first week of the month, then you have three weeks off. You don't need to use seasons to give yourself a break because what happens when you give yourself a break, you give your audience a break. And I'm going to put this out there that unless you have a large, very loyal audience, giving your audience a break is a very high risk deal. Like I said, there are a lot of distractions out there on the internet. If you decide to take one week, two weeks, four weeks, you know, a month off, what's going to happen in the time that your listeners don't get a new episode in a month? If they've set aside every Monday at lunch to listen to your podcast... And then all of a sudden, there's not a new podcast on Monday at their lunch break. Well, they might start surfing the internet to fill the time. The next week, there's not a new episode. 
And well, okay, I'll start looking for something else to listen to. And by the end of the month, they've filled that space. They found someone else who is putting out new episodes. They found someone who is more consistent, who has never taken a break. So when you come out with a new episode, even if they're subscribed and it automatically downloads into their feed, when are they going to listen to it? They filled your time slot. Like I said, it's not guaranteed that that will happen. But unless you have a very loyal audience, there's a good chance that it could. Or I would say what is guaranteed is that you are going to see a drop in your listener base. You'll get some of the people back, but maybe not all of them. And the more breaks you take, the longer the breaks you take, the more people you're going to lose. So I can give you my opinions all day. I can give you my experiences all day from what I've done myself, from what I've helped other people do with their shows. But the decision is ultimately up to you. Seasons are never necessary, but they can certainly be convenient. Consistency is king. And use your seasons to subdivide content, but not to give yourself a break. If you really feel you need a break, I would urge you to think about your processes. There are probably things you can do to reduce the number of hours you're working or to lessen the load in some way or at least push all the work into a shorter time period. So like I said, you're not working on your podcast week after week after week. Plan ahead and get all the work done ahead of time. Seasons aren't a bad thing. They can definitely be a good thing for you to help categorize your content, to help break up your stories. They can be good for your audience for the same reasons, to give some order to the content that you're putting out. But as soon as you stop putting out content, that's when you start running the risk of losing your listeners. So the decision is up to you. I've given you some food for thought. I hope you think it through. I hope you come up with a solution that works for you and your podcast. But remember, once you got your listeners on the hook, you don't want to let them go. You want to keep them around. So be careful what you do when you're deciding when to use seasons and how you treat any breaks you may put in there. I'm going to leave it there. If you do use seasons in your show right now, I would be curious to know, how do you use seasons? Do you leave breaks? What have been your results? Let me know. Find me on social media. You can find all the links you need down in the show notes or on our website, podcastbetter.io. All the information you need is there. Contact me. Let me know. I want to hear from you soon. Later. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.